previously on the twist cast last time on the twist cast we talked about a movie where the only thing good we had to say about it was the lighting <laughs> new mutants which let us repeat this unless you hate yourself do not watch this movie kind of hate myself a little bit kind of yeah. hate myself a little bit so i'm gonna go watch it right now I'll see you guys later oh god not again <laughs> i thought you you didn't have enough the first time no how i'm a glutton for punishment he just likes to eat up that awful sauce <sighs> there's so many other bad things you could indulge in why that one that's true should i should i pick up meth now is that is that what you're telling me? it's probably better than new mutants <laughs> so let us reiterate if you are into meth, you're going to love New Mutants because it's Ooh, essentially the what same. What about shrooms and lighting? And we should uh, probably also <laughs> just legally bound, do not do meth. We are not yeah, encouraging yes. that. Don't do meth, don't no. do shrooms. That's, that's bad. <laughs> yes. That's bad. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. This I love how wrong. in the first like few minutes, we've already had to throw out a legal disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> we've we're, we've already ruined this. It's okay. And and with a guest, no less, Mike, you want to tee up our guest? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I <laughs> have recently befriended this this gentleman. We've been talking about comics a lot. Uh, his show gets into all things geek culture, but I'll let him tell you about it. Everybody, welcome Eric from the Legendary Geek Outs podcast. Yeah, I think, I think the term "gentleman" is used very loosely in that category. Anybody we who's just heard talked my show about, knows that. We just talked about meth. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> dude. You're I, set. Okay, I'm, I'm, you can't I gotta, say I gotta, those things when I'm drinking water. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep my opinions of New Mutants to myself because a I don't do meth, but <laughs> I'm going to say it was a hell of a sight better than any of the X Men movies that we've had, besides Logan. But that's just my take. Logan was pretty freaking fantastic. Yeah, I look, I will stick by my guns of it's be, it's better than Dark Phoenix. Which oh we god, said, anything's better than Dark Phoenix. We said the sound, the sound in that movie was the thing that we were like, oh yeah, that's that was pretty good. <laughs> no, the <laughs> last two X Men movies were great too. <laughs> last two X Men X Men movies, lighting and sound. That's what we said. Oh, oh shit! Uh, so, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug your your show and your socials and all that kind of good stuff? Well, my show is Legendary Geek Outs podcast, and it's me and my best friend Carl. We've literally been best friends for like twenty years. We share a lot of the same things, except he reads comics, but very rarely. I'm fucking just about that, and so we just talk about that. We talk about whatever news comes out. Uh, we recently discussed like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, and I think we're actually going to be talking about Invincible coming up soon because we both finally sat down and watched that. Um, uh, you can find, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been, I've been told to watch it, dude. Yeah. I was so impressed, man. I was beyond impressed. Alex has been climbing in my ass like every day, like, dude, not literally, Sam. It's <laughs> not a little thing. Thanks for clarifying. But yeah. why not? Uh, first no, of all, right. he's like six states away. Second of all, that's weird. <laughs> you, th you touching my ass? You touching my ass? <laughs> Sir, I'm across the room. It's literally impossible. I can understand if you want to. It's a very nice ass. <laughs> Thank you. I understood that reference. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, your your social. Uh, sorry, oh. just, we're, we're, we've already ruined this night. So just go, just roll. Yeah, just roll. fuck it. That's that's uh, what meth does. It ruins <laughs> things. It ruins lives. It ruins podcasts. This God is really an intervention. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm the one that runs both the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, Twitter is geek and the f out, and Instagram is legendary geek outs podcast. All one word. Awesome, awesome! You guys are on Twitch too, right? I am. Okay. I don't, I don't stream or anything, but I just okay. use that to because I mod for my wife, who's a streamer. Ah, uh, that's right. That's awesome. right. Alrighty. Well, uh, now that we have Eric here and we are rolling, Mike, would you take it out with the news? I certainly will. All right. As always, we start with comic book news, and we talked about this on the live show. Uh, we're getting the global event DC fandom back <laughs> Yay. October, October 16th of this year. So no, I know we were talking about like putting in actual sound effects during our recordings, but I think having Sam do it all is probably better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be happy, to, happy to oblige. That would be terrible. <laughs> so, so you're saying October 16th. Yes. Fandom. Shocktober, Rocktober, Cocktober. 16 2021 it's back we're probably gonna get some pretty cool announcements um i hope maybe maybe even some footage from black adam like i'm pirate sky here by that point yeah maybe you just never know all right moving on it's just footage of the rock saying (laughs) i mean i'm personally just hoping that we get some actual comic book news this time instead of everything being tv and movies same Mm. same z's we had milestone and i'm still waiting for that to come out yeah covid's fucked everything up um, so a 28 year, uh, DC veteran, Alex Sinclair, who has, uh, done colors for things like hush and Superman and all-star Batman and Robin, he did infinite crisis as well as 52 is now coming over to Marvel to work on amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Um, colors are as at times as important as artists. So, uh, that's, that's a big get in my opinion. Uh, so Marvel is, I think we talked about this before, is doing Pride Month uh, in in June. Uh, and we're, we're going to do that as well on the live show. Uh, breaking news. Um, but uh, Marvel is doing a Pride number one to introduce a brand new LGBTQ plus character in June, which is cool. Like, I'm all I'm all for new characters. I'm for that. Yeah. And yeah, like, you know, get these get these kids something to to hold hold their chest out about go for it you, you do that uh black panther is ending with ta-nehisi coats um so his finale issue will have 12 different covers um jesus that seems that seems gluttonous but i still don't think it's enough <laughs> just, just my wallet get, is crying get get all of them <laughs> just do it yeah no that's that's that sounds awesome man i i wish uh like do do they do that pretty often for like an and uh like a person's final run of something sometimes sometimes when you know it's it's a milestone issue like uh like remember we talked about spider-man uh i mean spider-man 800 mm-hmm. and there was all those different covers like i got the cover that i wanted there were there were at least 10 different covers and i was just like oh, i, I love oh, those ones are awesome freaking love this cover that. oh my yeah. god um yeah so it, it should be cool. I'm going to have to pick and choose which one I get. 
uh, I'm not buying all 12. That's that's nonsense. I like it. Some of them, some it's like some normal, normal five, six bucks, whatever. But then sometimes they're like 50 bucks or like 125 bucks. I'm just like, because it's rare. They don't make, they only make like a handful or or they're like, they're sketch covers. It's like impossible to get. So like, I'm not Jeez. doing that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not made of money. Uh, Marvel will also be debuting a new Native American Captain America named Joe Gomez uh, later on in the summer. I think that's cool. Like, there's going to be a whole bunch of different uh, versions of Captain America. Obviously, we have we have black men who've taken the mantle. Steve, of course, the, the OG. Um, they're they're going to have a, I believe he was a trans or or at least a queer Captain America. It's so yeah, a Native Captain America. Let's go. Native American that sounds awesome. It. It's probably wild. It's probably absolutely wild. Uh, John Romita Jr. will be returning to Marvel, uh, like we discussed last episode. Uh, but this one of the things he's specifically working on is something called the Trial of Magneto, which uh, makes, ominous. Yeah, it makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up a little bit in excitement. It's that sounds really really fun. Uh, speaking of X Men, in June's Hellfire Gala which we talked about before there will be real world celebrities making comic book cameos so uh eminem is one of them conan o'brien is one of them what okay conan, <laughs> and conan megan rapinoe is one of them why why eminem though it's like conan okay that kind of makes sense but eminem <laughs> why sure, not? I sure. Guess. no but but even even why does conan make sense because uh, it makes conan, more sense because it's explain just like, it's yourself. conan he's, he's, he's weird <laughs> Conan, okay. maybe? He lo- I mean, they have like a million and one Conan pop bottles of him as different superheroes. So. Yeah, he yeah. actually, he actually kind of loves this shit now. Like he he goes to comic cons and like makes a big deal of it. Does like shows there, so that's I mean, not surprising at all. He was the Riddler in uh, the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you this: one of them <laughs> that I'm hoping that we get as a celebrity cameo would be, uh, and it, it's a missed opportunity considering the podcast that he's just come out with. If we don't get Method Man, they're missing a golden opportunity with that one. Look, we've been talking about this Method Man for Bishop. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You and yeah, me. We, we can't. We can't. We can't take it. Look, uh, throw him full t- twisted cape weight behind this Method Man for Bishop. <laughs> it, that doesn't mean shit. Like six people are going to see those tweets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those six people will understand. That's true. That's true. We're going to go all in now. We just got to right. tweet at Method Man. <laughs> yeah, just. All oh, I did time. that. He he wants it. I'm pretty sure. He uh, he probably rather. If, have you guys listened to Marvel Method? No, I haven't. Oh man, it's such I a just good learned show. about it. <laughs> Dude, I've been listening to it since day one. Like the first guest was uh, Run from Run DMC. Oh shit! And uh, you know, there he one of his characters that he's and I, I kind of agree with him that he he wants to come back into the comics is Deathlock. Oh yeah, Deathlock's badass. So I have a feeling he'd probably want to be more of a death lot live action than a Bishop, but I see him as Bishop. Yeah. Bishop would be cool. All right. Moving on to worlds of DC. Worlds. JJ Abrams is set to have the quote, largest footprint unquote on DC movies and shows uh, as Zack Snyder's universe has been. Oh my God. Set to close. It's so big. <laughs> so much lens flare. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, honestly, I just want them to, to get a unified vision more than anything yeah. else. 
Then you gotta, talk to uh, yeah. ad nauseum. Yeah. I know that Abrams kind of gets a little bit of shit here and there. I'm fine with him. So yeah. like, if they're gonna go with him to kind of like guide this all, sure, I'm cool with that. Yeah, but it, with no with no guiding voice, it's gonna just continue to be what it is, which is trash. Trust me, we're gonna get there in a minute. Uh, Warner Brothers trash. is still <laughs> is still developing a sequel to Whacking Phoenix's Joker. Why? <laughs> i don't Whack know man. it doesn't need a sequel it doesn't like i thought like uh, yeah we, we, we've talked about this before like it was a standalone movie and it was really good as just a standalone movie it just stopped but you just cheapen it by by doing follow-up sequels like why if you're not going to add batman to it at all it's kind of useless in my opinion personally anyway uh, yeah, so I don't think it's I don't think it's useless, useless. but uh, I don't know. They 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 created such a great world for for Joker. Um, I mean, I yeah, it would be great if they just stopped there, but I don't think they're gonna. So yeah, if, I know this is DC use, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They the people who said yeah we want to make a single single movie and not have it connected. Nothing is connected. Wait a minute. Wait <laughs> Everything's a minute. connected. <laughs> it's in the most connected. convoluted way possible <laughs> yeah oh my god so yeah just do it right if they if, actually if they gave me like a supercut of just like whack and phoenix getting hit by cars for like the second one <laughs> like just and that's all it is i'd be i'd be pretty happy that's like in a fighting game just being juggled by cars <laughs> <laughs> Just like his body just ragdolling back and forth. I'd watch that for two hours. Now I'd, I just, pro- I'd probably just laugh the entire time. Now I just want to make a super cut of, of Joker, <laughs> of just Joaquin Phoenix getting hit by cars. I actually think there's one on YouTube. You have the is technology. That, yeah, I'll, it probably I'll is. It. I'll watch that Damn. soon. It's so funny. Anyway. All right. Uh, it's about to get messy, boys, so hold on. Oh, God. So Michael B. Jordan has suggested that he's not involved with any Black Superman projects at WB. Mm-hmm innocent enough however insiders at warner and dc are committed to hiring a black director to tackle what will be the first cinematic black superman Mm -hmm. so the directors that they have uh up for this are barry jenkins uh stephen capel jr jd dillard regina king and shaka king they're all possibilities but here's where dc fucks up again so the movie is supposed to be an Elseworld story, not connected to the film universe, which is already a problem. Instead of using Calvin Ellis or Val Zod, the two existing Black Supermen, they're just going to take Clark Kent and race bend him. And they announced it on Henry Cavill's birthday. <laughs> It's just like all, a- all because he didn't promote <laughs> all because he didn't go in for Shazam. And, and it's like, and remember, if you keep in mind, they fired Ray Fisher because he was like, Yeah, they've done a whole bunch of racist shit. And they apparently removed the uh a bunch of people of color from the the Justice League. And it's just like, what are you guys doing, man? Like, it's bad. You know, you know, it would be hilarious if Robert Downey Jr. did oh, blackface God. and went in for an audition. What you mean you people? What you mean you people? You mean you people? 
<laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's uh, that, and he'd get away with it. Can we just can we just fire everybody in that studio and just start over? That'd be like, great, Walter. Oh, looking at you, Hamada. Just an absolute mess. You fucking All asshole. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna move on before my brain just actually explodes. Uh, young rock star Uli Lachikifu has joined uh, Dwayne Rock. Uh, the rock johnson in black adam so maybe we'll get a young black adam alongside black adam the guy kind of looks like him a little bit so it's it's just it's kind of interesting to uh to have that just tossed in there uh james gunn has teased multiple post-credit scenes at the end of suicide squad i'm gonna like kill off 10 people in them oh yeah oh yeah why not that cast is massive bye bitches y'all gotta die (laughs) uh so we got uh, an update on the HBO Max with ads. I think we talked about that a little while ago. So yep. it'll be 10 bucks a month and launches in June, which is fine because I think their regular current version is like $15. Yeah. $16 a month, something like that. Hmm. So whatever. Uh, oh God, I went in on this on, on my Twitter account. But uh, Finn Whitrock from American Horror Story will be Guy Gardner in the Green Lantern series. So apparently yeah. that's who it's centering on. I was about to say, wasn't the news that it's centering on Guy? And I was just like, why? Uh, what do you so- think about that, Eric? <laughs> there are so many other good lanterns to choose from. Really? Why, Guy? How? John, Kyle, any of them? I I said it should center on Jess. I was like Jessica. Yes, yes. Cruz is perfect. Even if you've got Cruz and Baz, I'd be fine with both of them. I'd be great with that. Like, I love her because, like, she deals with anxiety and overcomes anxiety and then just becomes one of the most badass lanterns, period. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, you could just, you could do so much for people who deal with that shit right now. But no, let's just, I mean, look, gingers got to get their love, too. I'm not, I'm not hating on gingers. I love me some gingers. But this dude ain't even a ginger. He's like, he's like a blonde. So they got to, I just don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not not guy. Guy is a fucking asshole. Anyways, yeah. I I thought it was get... a joke post when I when I saw the first one. I was like, yeah, it's a joke. Let me let me let me read another article. Like what I don't it's actually mind. About. I don't mind that they use guy in the show, but don't focus on him. No. Yeah, right. Because it's supposed to be like the whole lantern. Yeah, know, like core. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just why? Maybe yeah. maybe it's gonna be one of those things where they shift from like pivot from one story to the other, um, and then bring things together in the end. Yeah, I yeah, mean, if they use maybe. him as like a through line almost, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's just kind of an asshole. So. That's the <laughs> thing. Like you're trying to focus this whole show around an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just stinky. My my yeah, real stinky. I just I'm, I'm scared. I'm a little scared. Anyway, um, so we just talked about this. Uh, Pennyworth season three is looking to move from epics where it, where it is, which I don't, I still don't even know what epics actually even is. Nope. To HBO Max if they make a season three. A season three. <laughs> I still don't believe that there was a season two. <laughs> I think, I think epics is an add on for YouTube Red. Um, <laughs> I think that's the only way you can access it. I think the real surprise is the fact that they actually made it all the way through a season one. <laughs> now, apparently, it's yeah. very good. 
like I've seen stuff online. It's like it's very. Like, I've never watched it, and unless it comes to HBO Max or something in full, I'm not going to. Yeah, but enough enough people have epics, and enough people have seen this show, and it just happens seasons. to be good. Like that's a lot to go right, and we just have never seen the show. But also keep in mind that some people also like Tom King's run of Batman as well. That's, oh, that's I'm just going to throw that out there. That's true. <laughs> uh, so speaking of shows that uh, nobody fucking remembers anything about, Stargirl's coming back for a season three. <laughs> I never watched one. <laughs> Luke what? Wilson still got work. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wrong Wilson. Mike, we lost you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. I, uh, <laughs> just oh. All right, moving on. Uh, the Flash, uh, the TV show, not the... Not, not the train wreck. Jesse, Jesse's favorite movie. Will be favorite movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> two original cast members will be leaving. Like we, We've been kind of throwing this around for a while. Uh, but Tom Cavanaugh and oh. Carlos Valdez will both be leaving the show. So um, they'll, they'll, they said but, they're, they're willing to return in, in bit parts. And like, obviously when the show ends, um, but like, yeah, they're, they're basically out, which, and like for um, Tom Cavanaugh, it kind of makes sense. Like if you've watched the last season and into this season, you're just like, oh, okay, I figured he'd be done, but. Yeah, I just love his characters. Every season, someone new. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Look, <laughs> I'm just waiting for for Tom Cavanaugh's like twin to to reveal himself and also be an actor, and then he's like now on the show. <laughs> I I like. take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Tom, and now, Tom and now introducing that. new character really? Dom Cavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> so why do your parents hate you? Tom and Dumb. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last thing here. Uh, Morgan Cohan, uh, who's done just mostly bit parts, uh, including stuff on Star Trek Discovery, has been cast as Stephanie Brown in Batwoman. Um, so could be could be cool. I've been kind of out on that show, but I'm slowly catching up on all that CW stuff. Um, all right. Braver man than me. Yeah, look, some of it's not always trash. Dude, uh, Batwoman was like, I think it was like the very first episode, I made it to the part where she says, like she's standing in the Batcave and makes a comment about never let a man take credit for a woman's job. And I'm thinking, wait a second, you're stealing an entire man's life work. <laughs> so I, I shut it off, never picked it back up. I'm like, fuck this shit, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It had moments uh, in that first season. Uh, okay. Uh, so moving on to the MCU stuff and their TV. Uh, and this is where news gets thick. And we've been just dicking around for the last half hour. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> there was a sizzle reel that dropped from Marvel. Sizzle. Uh, from, from Marvel Studios. Uh, this is such a, a fucked up night. Uh, so they gave us all. Sorry. No, it's not you. That you it's it's us <laughs> uh it, so they just basically ran through all the the new movies that they have coming up scheduled to come out um and gave us release dates so here we go black widow is july 9th of this year shang chi is september 3rd of this year 
Eternals is November 5th of this year. You. Uh, <laughs> followed by Spider-Man No Way Home in December 17th of this year. This year. This year. It's a lot. It's a lot packed in the back half of this year. <laughs> uh, so next year, then, we start with Doctor Strange 2. The day after my birthday. Yeah, March 25th, 2022. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. <laughs> Wakanda Forever, uh, the Black Panther sequel, July 8th of 2022. I got nothing. Okay, I thought so. I, I paused. I gave you just a, the briefest of seconds. I didn't know what was going to happen here. I was going to yell Wakanda Forever, and then I remember that I have a two-year-old sleeping downstairs. <laughs> That's a smart idea. And I want to get my ass whooped. Yeah. Oh God, Christina just like you just disappear from the frame. We'd like oh, would not dead. be surprised to see her arm reach in and grab him. He was asleep, motherfucker. Disappears into the virtual background, and we never saw him again. Uh, uh, then we have the Marvels uh, on November eleventh, twenty twenty two. Weird name, but sure. I think uh, I think what they're going to do there is rope in in addition to Carol Danvers. Miss Marvel, uh, I think they're gonna use Monica Rambo from. Yeah, that's what I saw. It, I mean, the title makes sense. It's just still kind of weird. And I, I've seen rumors about a possibility of Blue Marvel in there as well, which excites me. Um, and then we have is it, is it Marvels or Marvels Dose? No, it's Marvels. It's just Marvels. Why is there a two there? That's not a two. That's an S. That's an S. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow, like a, it's, it's, like, it's like a lightning bolt S. It's kind of like um, like the S that Kamal Khan uses. Yeah. Uh, maybe That's I just... Like a okay. lightning bolt. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I thought I saw it too. Whatever. And, and then we move into 2023 where we get Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, February. That's another weird title. <laughs> uh, and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Um, and then we saw a little thing for Fantastic Four right at mm-hmm. the very end. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't give us a date on that, but I'm going to guess either late 2023 or early 2024. Because in fact, Fantastic Four in 24, which, yeah, let's go. What if, what if they do 4 4 24? Yeah, that'd be tight. I, I'd, be, I'd be so happy because it dad jokes so hard, like right there for everybody. I'd have to see what kind of day that is. I was like, just like about fucking, to look that up. That's a fucking Tuesday. No one's doing that. <laughs> or four twenty four is a Thursday, so I mean, it feasible. Works out. Wow, it works out. What wow. can happen? Sam, put your put your powers to the test right now. We'll see what what happens there. Okay. All right. So Marvel has uh, I had a twenty twenty two start date for Maharshala Ali's Blade. Um, it got pushed back in start date to work on the scripts. Um, so we just, we just know that that's, it'll probably happen in, in 24 likely as well. Maybe Steve late 23. Fine. I know so long away. Uh, so Kevin Feige says that they were blown away by Chloe Zhao's work on uh, Eternals, which is very Jack Kirby inspired, which is, it excites me because if you remember that Doctor Strange was pretty like all that weird trippy shit that happened in the beginning is very Kirby inspired. So if they if they lean into that for Eternals, I'm I'm all for that. Incredibly excited. I I I actually am really excited about Eternals just from um 
like a cinematography standpoint and how they yeah. filmed it because apparently you know so there's all like the Jack Kirby like crazy visual stuff that yeah. that's going on with them but also um they wanted to do as many practical shots as mm-hmm. possible and i think that's what they showed at like the investors meeting yeah um and we got a little know, bit of that in that in that sizzle reel yeah so i'm i'm really excited i, I always love it when movies take a or you know people take a practical approach to to filming stuff cuz it just it gives it that tangibility you yeah. know what i mean that's like, why the like, dark knight trilogy was so good yeah chris nolan loves practical effects mhm also so, loves very excited probably long movies yeah uh, well <laughs> good stories so so the Doctor Strange two star, uh, Zochitl Gomez. I'm not so sure if I'm saying her first name right. I think I it's uh, Soshi. Soshi? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think it's how it's pronounced. Uh, Soshi Gomez. I'm just going to listen to you. Uh, who's been in stuff like uh, Babysitter's Club and You're the Worst has teased like her upcoming role as America Chavez, uh, which makes perfect sense for Doctor Strange because she is she has like dimensional abilities. So like that cast is just going to be nuts between Doctor Strange and America and Wanda. Like, like be ready to just likely be blown away by a whole bunch of visual nonsense. Doctor uh, Strange in America sounds like a bad like <laughs> Nat Nat Geo special. <laughs> the wild okay. Doctor Strange comes to America in the in the concrete jungle of New York City. Yeah, let's go. It's weird. So it would only work if they got David Attenborough to do it all. I mean, <laughs> you don't get David. What's the point? David that Attenborough is, is true. like Doctor Strange, like you know, the, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in character. You know, the doing, entire time. Yeah, just just being like kind of an arrogant asshole, like the entire time, like talking as if he's talking to kids, but being an asshole. Um, and also, I want a Zoo Books version of that. Um, <laughs> I've heard of Zoo Books in years. <laughs> Jesus I just Christ. broke my brain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm move on. <laughs> I think we got a sliver of Mike left. We're almost done. We're almost done. All right. So uh, Ironheart has uh, found a writer in, uh, in Chinaka Hodge, uh, and that series will be six episodes, which they just revealed, which is fine, I, I, I guess. Um, if you just write it tightly, that, that's good. Uh, Killian Scott has joined Secret Invasion for, G- for Disney Plus, uh, and then we found out that Doctor Strange was actually written out of WandaVision. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it probably made sense because the narrative, I think, was what like I was hoping he would show up. But I think they gave a good like reason was like they didn't want to take away because this was Wanda's story, so they didn't yeah. want to take away from her. So it makes sense. Yeah, we don't we, we don't really need all that. Um, Loki has moved up their premiere date. It will be released on June 9th. Nice. 6-9. Yeah. Uh, and will release weekly on Wednesdays. Wednesday's a weird day, but sure. I'm fine. Look, I'm off on Wednesdays. How long so. are those how long is episodes? Like half hour or hour? Hour. So hour. That's, okay. oh, that's six episodes. All right. As well. So everybody else can get fucked. I'm watching it like late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Like whatever. <laughs> it's for it's for me everybody else gets to, to hang out so if you remember last time we talked about captain america 4 being announced mm-hmm. so anthony mackie said that he found out about that news from a grocery store clerk <laughs> like no one had called him 
and he was just like eh, stop playing stop lying he's like it's trending on twitter he's like shows it to him he's like oh oh <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm doing a Captain America movie. Doing Captain America. <laughs> the uh, thing that gets me about that is, like, and I, I guess it's really not a problem for these people, but <laughs> he's not the first actor to who's like in Marvel movies to be like, I love working with Marvel. One day you just find out from somebody that you're going to be in some huge fucking movie <laughs> and they don't bother to tell you about it, you know, ever. And they you just know, assume like, you're on board. <laughs> Yeah, like what if what if uh, I like I said, it's probably never a problem for these people. But like, just think about like the practicality of it. Like, what if you had some like big family thing planned, and it's just like during that time period where they want to start filming this movie, and you're like, well, sorry, fam, I gotta go make that bread. And o- only if Marvel told me about a month ago, we could have avoided this situation. Just keep setting checks, man. It's all, yep. it's all that matters. Cut the check. Uh, he also says that he didn't have to work. He worked out so much that he didn't need a, a muscle suit under his outfit, his Captain America outfit, uh, which is. That's pretty sweet. That's that's, that's thick boy. Uh, Take some notes, Zachary Levi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will get more into that in a little bit. Uh, we only have a few more stories here. So J.B. Smoove says he'll be back in No Way Home. And we talked about that in the live show. Uh, love it. Andrew Garfield recently has uh, shut down rumors that he's going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. He's like, yeah, no one's giving me a call. So mm. is that <laughs> is that misdirection? Is that is that honesty? I, I just I don't know. I feel like it's honesty. Yeah. I feel like people didn't like him enough. Like I loved him, but I feel I like other people him. didn't like he... him as much. So, yeah, I thought he was a yeah, fine Spider-Man. Like... Peter was just, mm. yeah. That's a weird it wasn't sentence. written well. That's it. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Uh, Silk is starting to uh, film in this fall. Sure. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, I will forget that exists. And then finally, Morbius has been pushed back a week to January 28th, 2022. Uh, and finally, in video games, uh, Marvel the, the Marvel Heroes game, um, they the i guess he's director brian wagoneer has been hired at crystal dynamics to help fix marvel's avengers so can it be fixed fixed? (laughs) we're gonna make a new game find out together (laughs) and that's your news (laughs) all right so uh now that we have moved past some nonsense let's get into some more nonsense I'll say, um, are we ever done with the nonsense? No, nah, we're never done with it. We no. just move on from one nonsensical thing to the next. So uh, this is really the big reason why we have Eric here tonight. Um, we're going to be discussing Fa- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, now, if you have not checked out this show, uh, you really need to go watch it. Uh, yeah. You know, it don't don't listen to this until you have watched the show. Don't watch a few episodes. Watch it all the way through. Um, a lot of people have been comparing, like, uh, you know, I watched, I watched WandaVision, but I didn't, I didn't really like it so much. Or, you know, I liked WandaVision. I wasn't sure about, uh, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I didn't, didn't watch it. And they're really not comparable. They're, they're two very different shows. Of course you can have a preference, but you know, they're, they're two very different shows. So if you're being apprehensive about watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 
do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's it's amazing for so, so many were, reasons that we're going to talk about. If you remember, like this was supposed to happen first. This is supposed to come yeah. out late last year, and yeah. then and then Wandavision, and then whatever else. But you know, COVID fucked things up, and you know, Wandavision was basically done, whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier was not. Um, yep. So just quickly as a synopsis that I grabbed from Disney Plus, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes team up on an adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. Uh, and it's really just because of their interactions with each other. So um, six episodes. Uh, How do you guys feel? Do you like it? Love it? Hate it? Eric, thoughts? I loved every second of it. <laughs> I went into it thinking, honestly, that like, originally i'm pretty sure a lot of people had the same opinion that it was going to be like one of those buddy cop type shows you know kind of like lethal weapon or whatever mm-hmm. um and it was it, it had a first two episodes well not the first episode because they weren't around each other but the first episode they were around each other it did kind of throw those kind of vibes but it was actually amazing to see just how dark this show got so fast and touch base on real world problems that nobody would have ever thought like holy shit this is this is marvel this is mcu it's supposed to be happy go lucky you know bright giant aside from endgame uh but Uh, i'd argue infinity war too infinity war (laughs) Uh, still hurts uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, we're just poking all these holes, Eric. <laughs> Other than the Russo movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russo okay, fair, fair. <laughs> I, I'll admit, I'll admit. But the only reason I drop in game is because I've only watched in game twice because I <laughs> it's a I, three I, hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason you need. <laughs> well, no, because trust me, I have I have a couple of friends in my my circle that uh before I met you guys um that have literally watched Zack Snyder's Justice League twice a day, every day uh, since it came out. And I'm like, fucking how? I watched that's it a three times. Job. That's a, I watched that's a it time. three times. I watched it once by myself because I was excited about it. Then I watched it with my wife. And then, of course, because I did the same thing with Mad Max, I watched the black and white version of it. Okay. After that, I'm like, okay, I, I'm good now. Can we move on? I was kind of curious about the black and white version. It was it, the Steppenwolf looked even scarier in black and white. Oh, nice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I digress. So, so yeah, like real, real world, um, real world problems. You know, like things that you you wouldn't think would pop up, but you know, especially like when you're looking at things like uh, you know, Carly Morgenthau um, and the Flag yeah. Smashers. Like, yeah, if if a bunch of people disappear for you know a period of time and then they come back, like five life is completely different. Yeah. You know, during those five years. Some people are going to thrive and, you know, that's all going to change when those people that disappeared come back. That's a huge thing. Um, you know, so I just want to throw that in there. Mike, did you finish your synopsis, though? Yeah, that was it. It was oh, okay. Very short. <laughs> Got it. So uh, that, um, I, I did enjoy it. Um, my biggest issue, and this is entirely a personal problem, is that when it comes to like dramatic stories like this, I lose attention very quickly so that's what happened to be a lot of this show whereas like one division was weird enough to like hold my attention so like that was my issue it was just like i my attention span of shit so admittedly wandavision was weird as fuck especially those first like four episodes 
my god, I love them. What, but what anyway, the we, if that's, you want one division, you can go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, listen to that episode. That's times. pretty funny, dude. Usually, I I mean, at least from the opinions that I've heard, people are like the complete opposite of what you said. Like, WandaVision was fucking weird. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I liked Captain, uh, you know, Falcon. But I and like Winter weird. Soldier so much more. I'm like, huh, all right. Yeah, all right. The, the weirder it is, the, the better it is. Too. Yeah, that's why Loki's going to be great. So, but, um, um, fuck yeah. <laughs> So there, there's there's some comic um, things that that are definitely touched on in here. So I have read all of the Captain America Sam Wilson uh, series. There's about set. I have next to me. Hang on. Uh, seven volumes. There's about seven volumes there. And then I know Eric, you said you read um, the uh, Captain America. Uh, Falcon uh, Falcon, and yeah. yeah, Falcon and a Winter Soldier cut off the heads. Yeah, how was that? Cut off one head. I read it uh, when it came out last year, and I enjoyed it. I was just going to touch base on it a little bit more to see if it held up. I mean, it's not really hand in hand, but it does show the relationship between Sam and Bucky in a different light. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, so the Captain America Sam Wilson touches on a lot of – what was covered in here especially about and this is a theme that that comes up a lot uh sam being a black man and then being the direct successor to steve you know steve hands him the shield you know um and I, we'll we'll talk about that kind of stuff more in a little bit but there's like you can see there's places where they they just picked a little here and there from the story and then just managed to weave it all together in the in the context of the mcu which is which is kind of cool. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's what people want, you know. Like use use the source material. Yeah. Don't don't, don't go backwards, you know. So uh, so let's talk about some characters here, um, and let's start with Sam. How did you guys feel about Sam and his not you, Sam, Sam Wilson, <laughs> and his, so much cooler Sam. Yeah. No, you're pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> you can't see the fly shield. or throw a shield real good, but you're still pretty sweet. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, so, so how'd you, how'd you, what'd you guys think about Sam's just journey throughout this entire thing? Um, I, I thought that from the get go, they really grounded the character. Um, because you know, up up until this point, uh, Sam has actually he he really him and like Hawkeye have been like the grounding factors for the Avengers. Yeah, you know, like Winter Soldier, uh, Steve and Natasha they they come to to Sam and his like little apartment, you know, where wherever he's living because there's nowhere else to go, and it's like yeah, he's a real person. This is his place. Like he doesn't live in some mansion like Tony or some like fucking bunker, you know, cause he's like a, a government agent or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so for him to start off the series, like going back home, going to his sister, seeing the problems that like his family has had and he's still a part of it, but he's been away for a little bit. So, um, you know, getting denied that bank loan, like the human torch, like <laughs> it's just, Nice. Um, you know, those, those touches, that's, that's 
a huge thing because you don't those things weren't really discussed in any of the movies before. Mm-hmm. And you you know maybe you thought about it, but like the it fact really that just the Avengers don't get a paycheck. Yeah, they don't. You don't. You don't get. You've you've done what for the world, and they haven't <laughs> paid you at all. Yeah, like all right, uh, Eric. How about you? Would you would you think about about Sam's journey? Uh, being somebody that has been through that situation at a bank, uh, but seeing it from a superhero perspective and, you know, the fact that they literally, I really, I really, I wish I knew how to explain it. It is, it was just, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, his sister said it that he's all fighting real world monsters, and they thank him. You know, they're thankful that he does this, but they have problems that they're still dealing with at home, and he's too busy to take care of it mm-hmm. to come back and even like attempt to help them out, and to have the bank pretty much just, yeah, I know you were gone for five years, but you're not getting, you're not a paid superhero, so bye. It's just like does no one give a shit about the things that he's had to sacrifice to be in this spot? Yeah, absolutely agree. And, you know, as, as, as far as like whole journey, uh, I, I feel like that, you know, Sam and Bucky, like they're, they're pairing and specifically like for the MCU, how they portray Sam as like someone who, you know, can, can really tap into someone's emotions and really like help, you know, dredge out all the, all the problems that they're having to get some healing done. And there was Sam who was helping Bucky through his whole journey to help him like emotionally. But then there was this whole internal struggle that Sam had to find help elsewhere for his like internal struggle throughout mm-hmm. the entire show. Like yeah. he almost couldn't, he couldn't help himself while he was helping somebody else, you know? So that was just a really great dynamic. I thought yeah. um, that's just, they, they utilized the characters very well in the, in those aspects. I agree. Uh, Jesse. Uh, so I mean, so I love how in the beginning, like, he gives away the mantle of Captain America because he doesn't want to be the token black guy that just, they just put him on the stage to basically pray. And it's like, Oh look, we got a black Captain America now. But like, I love how like over the course of the show, he turns it into like, no, I need to be the black Captain America. I need to be the representation for this, like this people that have been screwed over in American history all throughout history um so i just felt that that was like a really powerful statement that they made with this show and i love watching him like grow and come to that realization and say no i i want to do this i need to do this sort of thing toward the end and it was just a cool thing to watch yeah when he when he owned captain america when mm-hmm. he, when he like burst in through the the window i was like oh that's badass yeah dude oh i get i get chills just thinking about those scenes like uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but yeah, yeah. the the action man, oh my god! Ooh. Um, so for me, like it was, like as I was watching it, I found myself going, okay, some of these situations are a little too real, like a little too close to home, like when 
like Eric, you talked about in the bank. Like, I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. Like that's, that's painful. Like you, you can't, you can't get a loan to get a business going or, or keep your home or whatever. Like that's, that hurts. And then the scene outside of uh, Isaiah Bradley's house where the cops showed up and Bucky, Bucky, a, a white male has to step in and go, Hey man, don't you know who that is? And they like stopped and looked at him and were like, Oh, okay. That's right. We, we should leave him alone. But they were, they were like reaching for guns. And he was like, yo, we're just talking. We're talking loudly, but we're still just talking. And like, that's, that's a situation that too many black people, present company included have, have seen and been a part of. And that sucks. Right. And I was like, I was watching, I was like, all right, this is, this is getting a little too close here. So either there's a black director or a black writer. So I actually looked at it and it's a female director showrunner, which is great. And then a black writer. And I was like, okay, so this is stuff that is there's like actual experience with. And then like, as time goes on, like fast forwarding to the very final episode, that moment with Isaiah Bradley, it crushes me every time. Like I was, (laughs) I'm like tearing up a little bit. I was ugly crying on my couch when he was like, and he takes him to see the, when he takes him to see the statue and he's like, yo, they can never take this away from you. And like, it's, it's ruining me right now. Like talking to you guys and like, like just you, like until you, you see what other people deal with on a regular basis, just in life, you have no idea how that feels. And, and when that happened, it was just such an uplifting moment for me personally uh, as an African-American. Uh, I just loved it. Loved it. You're making me choke up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I was sitting there ugly crying. Like we all thought that it was, it was so funny. They lit it up. Everyone was like, cause not everybody can get up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning and watch the show. I had to wait until the end of the day to yeah, watch see, it with my wife. I and, dodged the internet like a motherfucker the day last Oh, time. dude, I was, but I had everyone keep like messaging me, telling about some, oh, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what do you guys think I am? A crybaby just because I cried every fucking sad moment in a movie? That's me. I was like, okay, fair. I'm probably going to cry. So they weren't, t- thankfully they didn't tell me why, but it got to the scene with Bucky and the old man. And I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be it. And my wife is like, oh, this is going to make me cry. Nothing. Not a fucking drop, not a drop. The second he was like, Hey, uh, get cleaned up. We gotta, I gotta take you somewhere, show you something. And then he walked in. And you saw the second I saw the statue of Isaiah, waterworks like a motherfucker. My wife is at the TV talking about, So, fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was, it was a moment. It was a real moment. And uh, I just, I just give him all the props in the world for for being bold enough to write it. Now, are there moments in, in the series that are perfect? No, I, I would have recommended changing a few things. We're going to get there, obviously. Uh, so Bucky, what'd you guys think about Bucky's journey? Like, like I loved that he starts this thing in therapy. Like that's like, you don't get that really in many other things. Like this man has been through hell and back and he starts in therapy. Like so cool. 
I will say something about the therapy scenes at the beginning that really, really bothered me. The yeah. super close-ups that they had. Oh my god! It was yeah. like the camera was like this close to their face. I'm like, why are we this close? <laughs> like, is, he, is there a booger in there? You yeah. literally could tell. <laughs> like, I'm like, why does the camera need to be this close? It bothered me so much when I was watching that scene. It was like episode one, I think. I'm just like, yeah, it's right. Why are you doing this? <laughs> we did have a good meme. I don't know if you guys saw it. It came out of the therapy scenes, and it was just like therapist takes out paper, uh, takes out the notebook, and then it said Bucky, and it was that scene from the Michael Jordan documentary. Thomas, well, I took that person. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, he starts out in therapy. He gets to deal with the Wakandans. He he's also dealing like you have to keep in mind that Bucky is Cap's oldest friend, and like we're we're just led to assume that he's dead. But for me, it's like okay, if he's he's dead and we don't see a body, he's probably not dead. Uh, I, it's just a hard and fast rule I have. But um, if he if he truly is, you know, it's the only it's the only person that Bucky really knew in this world and he's now gone and he's now just struggling to find his place. So, you know, it's, it's tough. So he goes and he's dealing with stuff with the old man trying to atone. Um, and then he's dealing with Zemo and the Wakandans. Like that man had a journey, had an absolute journey. Yeah. I mean, his growth from the beginning to the end with that whole atonement sort of thing, like that was his main driving force. It's like, I have done some shit in my past how do I make up for it? And that like final, one of those final scenes where like he gives that book completed back to his therapist and just says, here, <laughs> present for you. I'm done. Like that, that was, it's the completion of his journey. And it's just such, it was such a powerful scene for him as a character. And I, I really enjoyed just like watching him throughout the whole thing, mainly because he's kind of a dick most of it, but <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's very, very dry like with his yeah, humor yeah, it's, it's, I, I, know, it. I know what you like yeah but yeah no I, I loved his arc uh, I, I loved uh, Sam telling him hey man if you want to get better do the work and like that, I love how that set him on his path that was cool yeah and that that, that was like really near the end of it like mm-hmm. near the end of the series probably like second to last episode I think it was episode or... 5 yeah yeah um, and that that was pretty much like a branch a branch moment for for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after after that, Sam goes on to to montage mode to to become um, even Rocky Captain had a America. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm a sucker for a montage, and that was great. Um, so we got montage mode for Sam, and then after that, you know, Bucky branches off and goes off for a little bit. Did they ever specify how how long of a period of time that was? No, just montage. It's because, montage time. <laughs> because I mean, Bucky goes away, and then next episode he's back, and the book's finished. Don't like, worry that about was it. A lot. It, it. It's montage it's, time. It's it's a lot of people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like motherfucker hey, put in work. Hey, it wasn't just like cousin. two weeks. Bye. <laughs> just, he's just. Those conversations had to be so just awkward. drive by conversations. I literally drive by. I shot your cousin. Bye. <laughs> Can I get the Bucky Wrong. apology cut, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh shit. <laughs> uh I, I love the uh the thing about don't flirt with my sister. <laughs> oh, that's actually a thing from Sebastian Stan now too. He went up yeah. Yeah. Said, about that shit. The Bucky and Sarah the Bucky cut. <laughs> that was good. Um so you know, there there was that whole uh pretty much like emotional journey for, for Bucky this this entire series. And I I did read though that the writers were kind of surprised that people didn't notice like certain pivotal moments for, for Bucky. Like? Um, specifically at, I think it was like the last episode um, where, where Bucky saves the whole like, you know, truck full of people as mm-hmm. opposed to going after Carly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, saves everybody, but, and and then he gets thanked by the people that were, were in the truck. Yeah. And that's, they were like, the, the writers were saying that's, that was like Bucky's first like hero moment. Like before then he, he was never like thanked for doing yeah what, what he did. And like a lot of people missed that. Um, and I think it was really because the movies paint him as a hero. You know, like, mm-hmm. sure, there's the moments like in Civil War and Winter Soldier where he's like, clearly this guy is a little bit messed up and mm-hmm. like he's doing some some like awful shit and he has done a lot of awful shit. But for the most part, you just see him like in these heroic moments all the time. Holding a talking raccoon, shooting at a bunch of aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I know what he's yeah. exactly talking about. I, I don't know how much more heroic you could get. So, um, you know, when when that moment happens, though, and he gets that like first thank you, you know, it. It was weird because I I thought about it when it happened. I'm like, huh, I'm sure he never gets thanked. <laughs> and, yeah. and then like a few days later, I read that article. It's like, huh, all right. Well, yeah, I guess I wasn't alone. Like it, it definitely like went over my head. Um, But with just like a twinge of, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, so that like heroic journey, I guess, you know, and there were other moments too. I forget. Maybe I'll, I'll, pull up the article but yeah. for the most part the writers were like yeah most people didn't notice like all these hero moments for, I mean, for bucky I, mean, I did notice them you know and you know seeing so bucky usually runs away from stuff right like he does what he does and he's gone but at the end how he stuck around and watched sam like that was like growth right there he's not like okay i need to i need to disappear he was like no no i need to be here for my friend now and like that that was huge like there's just those little tiny moments i think that's that's excellent directing and and planning for for parts of a series um sharon carter um did any of you expect her to be the power broker yeah yes okay good i'm happy i'm not the only one kind of telegraphed that pretty blatantly (laughs) yeah me and me and alex were going back and forth they were like talking about power broker i'm like it's sharon he's like it's sharon he's like it could be could be Zemo. There's like a one percent chance of Zemo, but it's like ninety nine percent Sharon. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's it's absolutely Sharon. Um, so so like her her whole thing throughout the entire series is just just to remind everybody she pretty much was employing Carly and the Flag Smashers to get the Super Soldier Serum, and you know that's that's it. Just re- retrieve it and get it to the power broker, um, and. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, so I was curious to know what was going to happen once Sharon got it. You know, like what what was the plan once once she had it? 
Sell it, you know. Sell it to oh, the yeah. highest bidder. Highest bidder. Just make that money. That's all she cares about now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, but I'm sure there was somebody. You oh, know, I'm sure there was. Oh, yeah. Who was lined up for it and now doesn't have it. So maybe that'll be explored in Captain America 4. I hope so, because there's there's definitely like a story to be told there. And someone someone looking to start a conflict. Yeah, absolutely right. Um any any other sharing moments like really stick out to you? Not really. No. i I mean, she was pretty badass. Remember the shipping yard so. scene? Oh man, that was like that's what I was actually just thinking about. Like that yeah. scene was freaking legendary. Yeah, she was she was epic there. I can't. That's that pretty sweet. Um, wait. So I I forget though. Did those people like work? Like who did those people work for that she was just straight up murdering? Her. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's just like, yep. Sorry, man. You gotta die. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they were chasing, they were chasing the formula which was being developed for the power broker. Mm-hmm. And all those people that were going in there had to be. She was just murdering her own people. Welcome to Madripoor, where anything goes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. if I remember right, uh, the power broker had put out a hit on Bucky and Sam when their cover got blown in the meeting. And uh, uh, when that happened, like they they were just trying to leave Madripoor, and everyone was hunting them down. The only reason I think that Sharon was having to fight as well is because maybe people in Madripoor just know uh, the voice of the power broker, but they don't know exactly who the power broker is. They maybe she does business like from an outside source or whatever. I, I don't know that anyone's actually even heard her voice because it seems like she's going through other people. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like the people that have ta- communicated with her know, but the people on the street don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, excellent so point. She's just uh, she's helping the guys that they have a bounty on. And yeah. I, I love at the at the end of episode six where she gets uh she basically gets pardoned and allowed to come back to America and get her job back. And she's like, Yeah, we're about to sell these secrets, baby. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, oh, Sharon, you dirty now. Okay, this should be interesting. Yeah. Uh so let's briefly talk about Zemo. Uh, what do you guys think about Zemo? Loved him. I love. <laughs> I love him too. People are you you, you. you have two types of people with Zemo. Yeah, <laughs> the people that constantly shit on his dancing skills. First of all, those people are wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you got the other people that support his dance moves. Because I'm sorry, he's got more rhythm than I do. If I can be honest with you, the moment that scene happened in the club, I was like, that's a gif. That's a gif. And then I, I hopped online and it was there immediately. And I was like, yep, dude, I'm using it for everything. hour video. I was like, yeah, dude, they, when Marvel released like, the Zemo cut. <laughs> a, a Marvel official 24-hour Zemo cut. Right. 24-hour Zemo dance party. I'm about it. <laughs> Apparently... <laughs> Daniel Brule was an absolute terror on set because he would goof off like so much. And like, yo, man, we're trying to shoot a serious scene here, bro. Can you calm it down just a little bit? Like they I'm apparently saying, had real problems reining him in. Marvel has a real opportunity right now for people that are still stuck in quarantine that want to, you know, 
do whatever to like buy their time. They can put out something on Disney Plus, like a little 30 minute dance workout video hosted by Baron Zemo. Yeah. I would fucking watch the shit out of that in jail <laughs> from the raft. Yeah, on the raft. We're like, about to do some water aerobics today. <laughs> the, uh, like one Let of my the favorite, water in. one of my favorite memes is like, uh, <laughs> It's like Zemo talking and like and then Sammy, I'm like, he's a dick, but he's not wrong. <laughs> he's, so, he's out of line, but he's right. Yeah, he's not, that's, that's what a lot of people say about me. <laughs> that, he's that, not that, wrong. One today I saw that was funny as hell involving uh Batman, Daredevil, and Ghost Rider that fucking had me cracked up and at the bottom it said, you know, <laughs> he's out of line, but he's not wrong. I think it was like uh Daredevil should have been called Batman because he has sonar and blind like a bat. Yeah, uh, ba- uh, Ghost Rider should be named Daredevil because he used to be a Daredevil and mm-hmm. sold his soul to the devil. And Batman should be called Ghost Rider because he's constantly riding on his dead parents' fortune. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! That's, that's I'll wrong. send it to you, man. And I'll I love it. it. Please do. Oh God, that's terrible, and it's love delightful. It. <laughs> um, so he got his his uh, comics accurate mask in the show, uh, Baron Zemo. And people were like, back of a car, a really yeah. nice car. He was like, people were like, well, what was the point? What was the point? Remember, he's an escaped fugitive and probably doesn't really need people seeing his face. He only wore it the one time, which is a little depressing. But uh, yeah, like I thought that was like, I, it was a little bit fan service, a little bit of practicality. Um, absolutely silly. <laughs> or a, a tease for Thunderbolts. Yeah, I look. I would take a thunder. Like I, we talked about this already. All right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in for thunderbolts. Let's go. We can have a Suicide Squad. We can have a thunderbolt. That's a fact. That's a fact. Stop killing mm-hmm. villains and put them on thunderbolts. It'd be yep. just a great, great time. Speaking of villainous people, uh, let's talk about Carly Morgenthau. So, she, she like Marvel continued their tradition of absolutely. Like- you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't think we touched enough on Zemo though. Um, okay. Oh, go. Yeah, please do. So, what do you what do you think about like because through, throughout the entire time he was out, you know, he was with with Bucky the majority of the time, right? And his whole thing is kill all the super soldiers. Yep. You know. So, what did you think about the dynamic between Zemo and Bucky? Um, I I just wanted to throw that out there. It's actually a very good question. Um, anybody else have anything? Want to go first? Well, I have a feeling that you know there's that whole scene in the park right before, you know, he got he got taken to the raft. I legit thought Bucky was going to blow his head off, just be done with it because it, it's it, he was using Bucky from like the beginning from like Captain or, or Civil War that it's almost to the point where maybe he was still like low key, like trying to pull some stuff to get the winter soldier to come back out. So I feel like every time that they, it seemed like every time that the the farther the show went on, their relationship with each other, like got darker. Yeah. And it led up to the point right before Zemo got arrested that, you know, he pulled the gun on him. I was like, Holy shit. It just went like downhill from the time that he broke him out to the time he got arrested again. 
And then you have to also remember that with the exception of Bucky, he was successful. He oh, killed 100%. He mm-hmm. killed a van full of those people and he was in jail. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's incredible. Like what that, that that's that was pretty pretty damn impressive that they went that far to show how far his power actually can go. Yeah, also they, they, incredibly rich. <laughs> they, exactly. Yeah, they really Both brought that. to light how how significant like his I guess status of royalty is, you know, mm-hmm. in in the world. Cuz you don't really know that in in civil war. Like No. You you just you, you get this guy who just wants to make the Avengers life awful. You don't know anything about him except for he lost his family. Yeah. You know, but now it's it's like almost a completely different character because you got to think like, well, how the fuck did he have the resources to do all the shit that he's doing? And then during the show, it just really actually makes Civil War that much better because it it shows, okay, well, this is how he got that that book. You know, in Civil War, this is how he knew how to find all these fucking people. Um, It just, it made a lot of things make more sense. So I think for for Zemo, they did an excellent job um, for that character. Also, I think they emphasize like how good he is with planning, like mm-hmm. because like like when you think about what he accomplished in Civil War, like it required a decent amount of planning. Like don't get me wrong, some of it's luck finding like having Tony find out that um, uh, Bucky killed his parents that you know and having them all at the same place like that's that was luck a little bit but then to to have him be out for not a lot not a lot of time have him really not have any time alone and then to be able to utilize his resources mobilize his people and just be like okay get inside just in the event that they're captured you get to kill them like that's wild that's a crazy amount of foresight uh so i I gotta just i gotta give it up to the man like it was i'm also incredibly happy to finally have a voice that can fit perfectly when i'm reading comics because uh oh god yeah i don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with the fact that they've got a uh i'm pretty sure some mini series for spider-man called uh non-stop spider-man yep and at the end of the first two issues uh they've had Zemo like showing up, which means he's going to be, and it is so nice to be able to picture his voice as Zemo in the comics, as opposed to every time I used to read him, I would picture the fucking Cobra commander from GI Joe's voice. (laughs) That like, that's just all I ever got from like back then. It's just, if you're young and listening to this, go watch that show or don't. (laughs) Yeah, just like an episode and the, you'll you'll have it for a frame of reference don't watch the entire thing it gets a little cheesy real quick <sighs> yeah um so like zemo zemo's ability for planning ahead but also that motherfucker is slippery as shit yeah like he takes every opportunity he can to go out every hole in the bathroom floor that he can find and it's just incredible um oh, <laughs> you know, shit it, there's yeah. like Go ahead. 
Sorry. No, no, no. What were you going to say, man? I was going to say when you're talking about that, I automatically go back to the scene where he told Sam, he was like, when that, when that fight broke out between Walker and them, which we'll get to, I'm sure, it's just like, you got to do something. And he's like, Bucky, we got to do something. He's like, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just so, he's just, so, he's like, just enough of an asshole that you're like, I don't know, man, I kind of like him just a little right? bit. Like, he's yeah. a terrible guy, but I just, I kind of like him a little. Yeah. Amidst all this stuff, like <laughs> super soldiers, like Dormelage, like all this shit that he just absolutely cannot, like, at least in a physical sense, overcome. He's just cool as a cucumber. Yeah. And just like takes it back, takes a fucking sip of tea and fucks off. And like, <laughs> he's an opportunist. <laughs> He's an absolute yeah. opportunist. Like he just he just waits for his mom and then just takes a shot and doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Sam, you're absolutely right. Uh, sorry, smooth operator. Yeah. So let's talk about Carly. Uh, mm-hmm. Her motivations were absolutely justified to to a degree, in my opinion. I mean, not all the murder could have done without that, but but like it cool made, motives, still murder, still murder. <laughs> <laughs> Her reasons were there. Her reasons were there. It's just her methods were questionable yeah. as fuck. The execution. I, I like how they showed her. Like initially, she didn't want to do all that. She just wanted to get her point across. But then, just like showing her as kind of like a victim of circumstance after a while, like it just got out of hand. And I think that's what helped like develop her characters. Like she doesn't want to like go that far. It's just the situation just she lost control so quickly of it and i love that sam is actively trying to help her mm-hmm. like he even in his like speech in front of all those news cameras and stuff he's like she wasn't wrong like he just flat out says you guys can do whatever you want because this was a unified world for five years and now it's not like so, so and he's like yeah you guys have all the power all the money all the resources to make all of this happen just make it happen um and and that was that was kind of interesting because like i actually get curious about the time period in the blip right because the world actually does come together so what does that look like like if they were to ever like step back and and show us that like i think that would be kind of interesting you know aside from ronan slicing everybody's throats no i'm yeah give me uh, give me more of that give me exclusively that That'd be pretty sweet, actually. Um, That's what that Hawkeye show is actually going to be. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Let's go. The first the first half of the series. <laughs> um, no, but I one thing kept coming up over and over um, in regards to, like, the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. And that when you – whoever takes a serum, whatever their attributes are, is just amplified. Yeah, you know, so oh, we're gonna talk great. about that with John Walker for sure in a minute. Yeah, so good becomes great, bad becomes worse, um, and you know, you just you have a hard time not like you're just so you're so focused on what you want to do that you lose sight of like what you actually want in the long run, and I think that is exactly the case with Carly. Um, she had great intentions but like just things kept escalating and because she had this ability she just you know she went balls to the wall as much as she could like physically you know but like towards her her goal 
even though that's not what she wanted. That was just the way that she saw that she needed to do now because she can. And um, yeah, so, but we're going to get to John as well because it's a little bit of the same thing. You had a lot of shades of that, that same kind of like uh, thought, you know, good becomes worse. Uh, I mean, good becomes better, bad becomes worse. You know, you had Carly, John, and uh, Bucky, and it's just very different shades of how people become when they take the super soldier serum. Now, I think her story really turned when her friend died. Mm. Um, specifically, that scene where where Sam shows up and everybody clears out, and, she, and Sam's trying to talk her down, and then Walker fucks everything up. Uh, again, we'll get there. But like her story just really like devolved from that point because that's where that that trigger of escalation really starts, and yeah. nobody at that point has the reins and can can pull the horse back in, put it back in the barn, uh, and, and it's just it's difficult because you know she is she like obviously she's a terrorist like she's definitely a terrorist but like her reasons are so sound like she just wants to see the the world become one world again and and honestly it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me right because in this universe you've been invaded by aliens multiple times you know magicians exist like like sorcerers like there's a giant rage creature that just walks around all the time and is like a fucking professor now like like maybe maybe globalization at that point is the way to go like borders don't really matter because you can just get glassed from orbit at any point you know like just maybe consider the possibilities of uh, of being smarter as a, as a globe instead of breaking into smaller factions Amen. i don't know i'm just a dude what do i know all right so finally let's talk about john walker who i consider at times to be the true villain of the series in my opinion two fingers up those fingers are the middle ones (laughs) i was gonna say they're not thumbs um so i i love him because i hate him like it's so yeah so shout out to to uh, wyatt russell for being such a fucking good actor that we all hate him this much (laughs) great value brand ass captain america (laughs) (laughs) dollar general captain america no like i like that's the one thing i do think that should be mentioned is this guy was an actor he was paid to do this role and he did a damn good job of it however i've heard you talk about this (laughs) because of this the actor who played a fictional character received death threats for how well he played the fucking part <laughs> like why what is wrong with the world that we live in that people have to put death threats out on a fictional character on a guy doing his job yeah goldie hawn and kurt russell are sitting sitting proud so proud of the kid <laughs> way, way to go son you, you've done it and like he he didn't seem like he was gonna start out the villain but he had like shades of homelander <laughs> like if that mm. makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just he started off just so charming and seemingly kind and oh gosh all that kind of shit and then as time went on you're just like holy fuck this guy fucked up and uh you know 
it just uh, it devolved from there. Uh, Jesse, what, what, how, how are you feeling about him? I mean, he was just so all over the place. Like he starts off that like prim proper. Oh, I'm your new Captain America. And then he ends up with a bloody shield (laughs) just decapitating someone. Yo, (laughs) I mean, as, as like just a low key moment, like that, that scene in the way it was shot was so badass. And then when he puts the, he puts the shield back on and it's like, obviously a a man's dead been dripping blood blood. i was like oh that's that's so cool as a visual i'm not saying i feel good about the the guy who just got his head bashed in on camera i mean sorry but uh yeah and like also that that points out to me like a really good um thing that like kind of calls back to um the beginning of winter soldier where um leaper is basically taunting steve for for having a shield and using using a shield but like shields can be used as offensive weapons and we we really got that as, as like with the exception of it being thrown and bounced off people and used as like a tool but it's mainly there to defend but he took it and made it like a killing <laughs> like machine a blunt force killing machine yeah weapon yeah 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 and uh i was like yeah that's that's cool that's cool well played i don't know i i got i got kind of like excited for the flag smashers during that one scene when he raided the building and like i guess the guy the guy spit in his face and he slammed up against the wall i almost expected the dude to just turn into a fucking grease stain across the wall but that was when i found out that you know he hadn't had the super soldier serum yet yeah so he did that hit and he's like screaming on his face. Do you have any idea who I am? Yeah. And I don't care. Had it been Steve Rogers, the guy would have shit his pants and told him exactly where the hell everybody was. Yeah. Cause like Steve, <laughs> Steve, he's just a different guy, man. Like he could be intimidating, but he's also more kind, I guess. Is he's right? not slamming anybody against any walls like no. that. No, absolutely not. Unless he knows they can take it. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah, Steve. Steve is a commanding presence. You know, not he, he doesn't have to do anything physically. He's just him. You know, um, and and John just one hundred percent exuded, um, like just I guess un un he he just was not confident and no. could not command a room if he tried. Now I know? think he was also suffering from PTSD. Like it just seemed like when he and um uh battlestar were like talking about like the shit that he'd done in war and the medals that he got he felt like to he had remind him of the worst day of his life yeah. yeah yeah that's fucked up first of all like that's that's hard it's a hard get but then it's just like man like is he really the right guy like yeah he he's checked all your little boxes like the thing about making Steve Captain America was that he knew what it was like to be without power and never lost that. Like he never relied on it. He relied on who he was inside to be the icon, I guess. Right. And I don't know that John Walker necessarily had that. He had the, the valor, I suppose, I guess the right way to say it, but not the heroism. Steve never wanted the physical strength. John did. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, Steve, Steve was good with like who he was inherently. John was unsure about himself 100%. So (laughs) I will say that Twitter had a bit of a field day with um, one particular thing. So when Battlestar is killed, he, he snaps. First of all, that's a, it was a brutal way to go. That's yeah. I thought for like a second, you know, that he would, you know, hit, hit John would freak out. He went to go like kill the dude um, who, by the way, didn't murder Battlestar. That was not Um, the guy. Yeah. Not the person. Um, But I thought like for a second that it would cut back to like Lamar. Like fine. Yeah. Like, oh, like coming to. You know, and then he just would have killed that person for nothing. Yep. So I thought I thought that might happen, but eh, how no, they went, did. they went all the way. Yeah. Uh, but Twitter went crazy because it's like, oh, you lost your magical Negro. If you've not watched that sketch from Keen Peel, like you will understand exactly what the hell that reference is. But like, oh, so you lost your magical Negro and lost lost your shit. Like you can't function without him. And, and like they were just like going in on that, and I feel like that was kind of like a uh, the like a little possible hiccup in the writing. Um, but it's also understandable because you you know they've been together since they went to Afghanistan, and they they've had each other's backs for so long, um, even before that. Yeah, yeah, they were like actually friends, you know. So it's like, like high school and everything. Because yeah, didn't they show them go back show? walker go to his parents house and yeah. like it, you know it, like show his sympathy and, and got the lied. picture back <laughs> yeah and he lied he, he knew that he lied yep uh, which, which was dirty uh yeah yeah uh so that that was that was that was rough uh okay a couple of quick questions here i know it's kind of a longer longer episode sorry everybody not sorry uh why did you hate it why did you love it so jesse why did you hate it hate john walker the show any any part of the show why did you hate it what did you hate and why did you hate it i don't know if i would say i hate it it's just again personal issues here i when things are like really like serious and dramatic i have a hard time just like investing my interest in it um so that was basically my biggest issue is like i physically just could not pay attention (laughs) yeah okay okay uh eric why did you hate it uh, not enough Baron Zemo dancing. Fair, fair point. But we did get that Zemo cut, so we a bonus. Uh, Sam, why'd you hate it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I really can't. I really can't think of anything that like I, I actually hated about the the show. Um, I mean, there were like a few few things here and there that was just like oh well that, that was an interesting choice um but over overall it made it just made it more dynamic of a show like not like just a an mcu movie but a show you know um, it wasn't it wasn't clean but life isn't clean so yeah you know i don't know i i really i really don't think i i disliked anything to point out i, I disliked how at times it felt like it wasn't even Sam's show. Like I felt like we got at times more with John Walker than we did with Sam. And I was like, I want more Sam. Like he's supposed to be your anchor point for the show. 
Yeah, so, but I, at the same I, time, I understood. I yeah, I don't. I don't think we would have had such a visceral reaction to John Walker if we didn't get all the time that we did with him. Yeah, you know, it would have like seemed for naught. Yeah, I think I think they realized, oh, we got something here, and we're like, all right, we need to write more scenes for this. Yeah. So and yeah, and they were right. I'm not surprised. All the, right. You know, probably the thing I, I would say i dislike most about it is i don't think we got enough of bucky actually um i could agree I, with that I, too i would have liked to have seen more of of him like from that point from the montage point <laughs> you know i mean he's to, a titular character yeah like like i wanted I, I guess i don't know maybe maybe two more episodes like stretch it like, out by two more episodes yeah. delve into those characters and their journeys a little bit more. Yeah, because he was he was a linchpin for everything. He set everything in motion. Yep. Um, he he got Zemo out. He pushed Sam to take the shield back. Like he got Sam that costume, which yeah. by the way, is incredibly close. Like it is it is so close, it's not even funny to to what it is in the comics. There's there's very minimal changes. And I don't think we've seen that yet. It it was incredible. Um, so yeah, the the driving force behind pretty much everything in the show, I would have liked more time with. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, Jesse, why did you love it? Uh, the character development. So I've said it before in a lot of these things. I like things that are very character focused, except for uh, New Mutants, which whatever um so like the fact that like you're we gonna got, watch it again <laughs> the fact that we like got that like big character arc for sam and bucky and all these characters i really like seeing that how they were able to evolve throughout the series yeah uh eric why'd you love it uh, pretty much same thing the character development but if i had to <clears throat> if i had to say I, I like the the way that marvel seemed like they're with everything that's been going on in our world, as we talked about earlier, um, I, I love the fact that Marvel finally, like somebody that's up there that people actually pay attention to sat down and is like, you know what we we've got, we've got to do something. We got, we got to do something to try and help out the situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then they come up with this amazing story and focus it around some of the same issues that we're dealing with. Um, uh, and what better, I mean, what better way to try and put a stop to it than by showing it in something that everybody's going to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, Marvel is a household name now. MCU is something that everybody's got at least one Marvel movie and they watch every single one of them. Yep. And, you know, I also got to admit that one of my favorite parts in the whole show sums up the way that it was, was pretty much Marvel's message and that was when Sam lets the CDC hold it at the very end with his speech because we can do better. We need to do better. Yeah. I love that speech at the end. Dude, it was so good. That speech yeah. made me cry. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, that one got that, me too. That brought a tear to my eye. You know, it, and it was bothering me that I, I was seeing people like uh, that that last episode was too preachy you know like it it just felt too forced i'm like listen listen asshole (laughs) 
what what is this show based off of like a comic book and comic books shed light to real world issues in this in this way that can't happen in the real world but you know the message comes across all the same and that's the fucking brilliance of it yep. you know you it, there's not just one way to give a message to people that's and, and that's what comic books do man they they bring up the issues they they settle them in this fantastical way um that makes some people realize things and it's just amazing and th yeah that's what that final speech was it was the culmination of all these fucking issues that's going on in the mcu in in our life you know they're just directly translatable um you know not the events but the message you know that yeah. comes across <laughs> from it um so you know if you had a problem with that final speech you probably have a problem with comic books and you shouldn't be uh shouldn't be reading or watching the shit so um yeah i i thought that it was amazing uh is that was that why you loved it yeah uh that's that's really why man i mean they they really hit the nail on the head um so a, a couple things I, I, before I get there, uh, I did, I forgot to bring up uh, John Walker becoming U.S. agent at the end um, mm. and Madam Hydra showing up like that was that was cool. That was cool. Uh, in the government building, no less. She just waltz, waltzes on in. Yeah. She's, look, she's there. She's no got one, no one says a fucking thing. She's got connections beyond connections. Like, yeah. And I, I hope they really start to explore that at some point. Um, but uh, I loved it because of the way they tackled things in a way around representation. Um, just like I said, some of that writing, like some of that shit got a little, little real for me. And I hadn't experienced that before. And uh, like just to have some of those moments, like we talked about that Isaiah Bradley moment, that, that moment in, at the end where Sam's giving that speech, I just felt like it just hit different. Like, yeah, we expect Marvel to be a certain thing, right? A, a look, a feel, quippiness a little bit. But that wasn't this necessarily. Like, all that stuff was there when Sam was walking around as Bronze Tiger or whatever it was. It was one of the silliest things I'd ever seen in my life. And I Smiling Tiger. Smiling Tiger. Yeah, you go. Uh, I was, I enjoyed that. It was fun because it was silly. But, like, the moments that really hit for me, like, just... I, I I'd never experienced it before. I never expected to experience it. And I certainly didn't expect it out of a show on Disney plus about a comic book character who flies around uh, with a Falcon wing set on his backpack. You know, it's just, it, it was absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. You know, like kudos to Marvel for allowing that to happen to, because you have all the MCU movies with all these, like, obviously huge problems that need to be solved by the end, right? And that's that's what the story is. And they could have easily just been like, hey, a uh, huge problem, and here you go. But no, there wasn't no. some huge issue that needed to be dealt with. And they gave the show room to breathe and just tackle everything that they did. Yeah. And it was it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I do. I do love that about it. All right, so we'll just drop the overall score here uh, out of five. What do you guys? What do you guys think out of five? I'd give it a 
four. Man, we and we didn't we didn't even touch on the things that that would make me go to like a five. Lighting, action, <laughs> action, dude. We didn't talk sure. about any of the oh action. Oh my god, sequences. we did not. We did not. Um, there there weren't a ton. Oh yes, there were. Yeah, there were. Were there? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I was just crying too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. There there were. A bunch of action sequences, especially like pretty pretty much any time you saw John Walker, there was an action sequence associated with his presence. And Mike. and your microphone. So I'm yeah, um, <laughs> I just love like the banter during the the scenes too. Like again, there were no like huge issues at hand, so like the fights were really personal. And yeah. if you weren't like directly involved in that fight, you you didn't have shit to worry about, you know. Like, like the fight in the with the Dormelage, yeah. <laughs> like in the room. Like I loved how like Bucky and and Sam were just kind of hanging off to the side, just like, yeah, we're just gonna let this happen. <laughs> well, and, and Zemo too. Yeah. Like <laughs> and he was the one that they were really after. <laughs> they're just they're just watching. It's like, oh, he's gonna earn this asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and that dude that was one of the most badass uh, fight scenes for for the dormilage like yeah. the dormilage in general just yeah they're just amazing awesome i mean she's jurors she stripped while walker of the shield and the only it's thing i could think is- of like i no no time like and the only thing i could think of is like when she put the the spear to his throat was uh that line from New Jack City popped in my head, like sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. I was sitting like because she was ready to kill that motherfucker. Excellent, excellent callback. I haven't thought about that movie in years. I love it. I love it. I love so, it. One one big thing from that fight scene too is uh Bucky's arm kind mm. of off. Oh, oh man, people were talking about that. The fail safe. It's like, yeah, you you think we you think we weren't ready for this? Just in case. Oh, so good. So See that good. That, that was rough. Um, I love how like right after it, Sam's like, "Did you know they could do that?" He's <laughs> like, "No." Bucky's face was so good in that moment because he was just like, "Oh, you just took my arm. Like I'm used to having an arm, and now it's gone again." So, yeah, I, th- I thought that was that was awesome. Yeah, and the 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 escalation to that to those scenes, the, it's yeah. just incredible. You there there was never like a an action sequence where like, but but why? You know, the, yeah. <laughs> like every everything had a reason. Like, I love the action sequence in the fr- in the very first episode where Sam comes across Carly, and he thinks she's like cool and she needs help. And then she kicks him out. And like, it's the first time we see John and, and Bucky and Sam all just come across each other. Yeah. Oh, it's episode two. You're right. You're right. It is episode two. Uh, it was just, it was just awesome to see like that, that, that whole scene was just incredible. Eric, what were you going to say? I have to say that if, if I were to pick any of the fight scenes in this, it definitely goes 
to for for me sam versus the helicopter pilot because that was like the perfect fight for you know showing off what he can do as both falcon and as captain america you know and and even i love that they kept the the falcon humor with this captain america like when you know he gets knocked into the barrels and it comes flying back out of the water you know oh you earned this ass whooping and immediately like gets with the woman in the airplane or the helicopter you know grab the steering wheel when i get to five and he just does the full front flip throws the shield knocks the guy out catches the shield back knocks him completely out of the fucking helicopter it was just one fluid motion it's just it, you can't you can't practice that kind of thing that's instinct yeah yeah, it was yeah man that 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 final episode was like oh, i was incredible you the 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 choreography that they chose was just like every exactly what you said Eric. it was like the perfect way to showcase everything that sam can do um and it just it it gave me chills yeah like the helicopter throwing the shield in through that fucking window and going right into the fight um oh my god it was just all so good and then like Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, the thing that also makes it cool is you see how different he is from Steve. Yeah. Like, Steve had a completely different style, but Sam just immediately took it and made it his own. And I thought that was that was quite remarkable. Yeah, man. What a, what a Captain America thing to do then to know what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and he plays right into it. Remember, you he's know. just a dude, so there's no super soldier serum. Like that's that that's that's respect right there. Yeah, and like the the integration of the shield into his, you know, into the his whole ensemble, like it's just it's perfect. I mean, you know, he he has the the shield on top, and he can he can put up the wings, so like his his whole like back is covered because the suit is vibranium. Yeah, you know, he's he's bulletproof except for. The yeah, spots face. where he chooses not to be bulletproof for whatever fucking dumb reason. I mean, even Steve wore a goddamn helmet, and and you got a motherfucker flying around and breaking through windows, and you don't have a helmet on. Like, get real. Um, so, well, oversight. I, I'm curious. Um, what did you guys think about the? Uh, but well, two two things. Both of them involved in the therapy session. Uh, the first one being the whole Sam and Bucky face to face in the therapist. That crotch to me, to that crotch. shit was funny as hell. Yeah, it, it was funny, but then it got real, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're just gonna do this, and we're and then fuck you, like leave me alone." Like, and and then you have Bucky finishing the book and leaving it in a gift uh, at the very end. Like he he yeah. was done, done. Yeah, I did love that. Just well, such a great character growth. They they did bring that scene full circle too because. During that scene, the whole thing was like Bucky is pissed off that Sam gave up the shield. He's like, why did you do that? You know, and then later on in the series, he he comes out. He's like, listen, Steve and I didn't know what it would be like to give a black man the shield. Yeah. You know, so like that just that that brings like the therapy sessions full circle. You know, there was a problem and here's the, the now understanding. There, there were people online that were big mad about a black Captain America too. Like, like real people, not like 
MCU people like, oh, he shouldn't be black. All right, you can just suck this. I'm sorry, real quick. Like he should fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm. I gotta say because it was one of those things that people got pissed off at me because I was like, well, there's source material, and now I, me and Carl talked about it on our show, and we both are firm believers that you know in this day and age, everybody deserves their own version of said superhero. You and me even talked about this on Twitter. Uh, you know, I mean, now we've got the next Batman. We got a black Batman. We've got uh, uh, Hispanic Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Yara. Oh, God, she's so awesome. Oh, dude, Yara is awesome. Uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, these kids need to stop. You know, they, they need to realize that it doesn't matter what color you're, you, you are. You, if you want your own, create your own. And that's what these writers have done. Mm-hmm. They've created their own versions, yeah, and now the kids can see this <laughs> and follow it. Yeah, I love it. You know, I I think it really at at the end of the day, and tell tell me if you disagree, but with all these characters, you know, being different people, different races, uh, it really comes down to the values that the character embodies. Yep, you you can have any 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 differences you want but that's what makes that hero that hero the the values that they embody and how they do it you know um and i i think it's super important to show that no matter where you come from what you look like you anybody can embody any any set of values and that's just an amazing thing to to put forward in our culture especially now should have been in a long time ago, but you know, now's a great time. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely love it. Uh, so we were going through scores. Sam, he's what was your score? I'm gonna go, man, if I could go like a 4.75. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's a, had to be round numbers. Eric, what's your uh, what's your score there? 10. 10 out of five. 10, 10 out, out of five. five. Okay. You did All love right. it. You, I, I do. It's the, best, it. it's the best fucking thing I've seen <laughs> in a long time. Uh, I went four and a half out of five. I, I really enjoyed it. The the nitpicky stuff I had was just like nitpicky. It's it's harder to get a five out of me, um, but I'm not mad about any of your scores like, at all. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, basically it. If you're curious as to what would have pushed me for that that extra bit to a five Mm -hmm. is if they actually took like 80s buddy cop um music Mm -hmm. like you know that that stereotypical like cop cop guitar music like and they they uh used that music for all the boat scenes (laughs) like and and every like heart to heart that bucky and sam had release the buddy cop cut you're yeah. so easy to please. He is. Really- oh God, damn it. <laughs> that's what I, I gotta really say. Want. I love. I love the fact that you guys are taking this whole uh, release the thing, <laughs> cut whatever, and running with it. I'm just in a, beating in way, the dead horse, dude. Everyone is like all about the fucking uh, Snyderverse or whatever. I'm just sitting back, just like method for Bishop. Yeah, let's go. Hashtag method for Bishop all day every day uh so that's pretty much it unless you guys had anything else you want to toss in i um, think jesse you have a lot more to talk about it seems like 
<laughs> uh, we got a middle finger. It's great. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna take a break. We will be back in June. Uh, then after that, and then uh, you know, just roll on. Maybe we'll have yeah. another guest on then. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We're working on schedules. So uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, I yes. I really hope you enjoyed it, and if if you you think differently um about things that we talked about tonight just email us we, middle finger we would really like to hear it you know uh leave, leave us some comments uh check out twistedcape.com check out our social pages um check out mike's thick stack as well um now mike when are we coming back with the the live stream or uh, is that in live stream i think we do for the next uh, week or so so people will likely have seen the live stream uh until before this comes out i think we're doing that next week and then we're taking a break there too two weeks off. okay cool and then uh be sure to check out our t public page um i don't think the i think the the sale is over correct but you can for this week there's like two there's two more big sales coming up so okay all all that stuff so uh keep your eye out for for the posts for our, our t public stuff merchandise is great and it's always best to have our logo on it so (laughs) keep keep an eye out for that stuff uh eric you want to hit your stuff one more time for the peeps uh find me on twitter at geeking the f out and on instagram at legendary geek outs podcast awesome all right and where can they listen to your show yeah shit i don't even know all the places i just do it on spotify it's on apple it's on google it's on what the fuck it's on i don't everything pretty much (laughs) yeah all right man well thank you so much for being part of the discussion it was awesome having you thank you guys for having me super fun we uh we gotta do this again sometime eric i'm I'm down for it anytime man you guys are great (laughs) thanks bud thank you all right well everybody i hope you enjoyed the episode um and if uh, you haven't watched our March matchups, that was something absolutely ridiculous um, <laughs> that we did for, uh, you know, a, oh, I, I forget how many how many weeks it was. Cause six it went weeks six or weeks. something. Yeah. Six, yeah. six weeks. Yeah. So if you didn't catch those, uh, be sure to check them out on YouTube. It was an absolutely ridiculous time, and we had a lot of awesome guests on as well for them. Uh, so everybody, thanks for checking us out. Stay twisted. <laughs>